I just love my church family here, and I'm every time when we come back, I can't believe how long it's been since I've been here, and it's just like, oh, I need to come on, and it's just like, I, I do, I just need to, and Audrey and I, we live in the North Valley, um, uh, up, up, up near the, where the retreat was, yeah. up near In the Cape House Creek. of Mercy. In the House of Mercy. Yeah. But anyhow, you are our church family, and we love you so very much. Yeah. And so thankful to be here this morning. Um, this this tabletop is kind of funny to me. Audrey brings her 18-wheeler oh, yeah. trucker cup I'm wherever trucker. she goes. Oh, my. My kids told me that. They said, Mom, you carry that cup like you're a trucker. I said, oh, well. Yeah. 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 There, there we go. Oh. Oh. I said, where'd it go? It was like, I thought I just had it. I yeah. turned my. Okay. There we go. Oh, good. Well, this morning we're going to I guess have... I'm hydrated. <laughs> I guess I'm not thirsting. I guess I'm satisfied. Well, this morning we're going to share with you just uh, a loving word, I hope. Yes. Um, family is everything. Mm-hmm. Family is a place where we belong. That's right. Not only do you belong, but you're wanted. Yes. Listen to that. I want you to know that as the family, you belong. Don't ever allow yourself a moment to feel, a lot, feel as though that you're isolated or alone, you belong. Mm-hmm. More than that you belong, you are actually wanted. Yes. People here want you. They want mm-hmm. to see you. Mm-hmm. They want to hear from you. They want to connect with you. And so make yourself available. You know, just come and engage. And when we came in, we were just so loved by all yes. of you. You've got yes. so much love to give. Yes. And it's just like... We can't get in because we're hugging everybody, talking to everybody. I mean, that's a good thing. And so I just want you to know, just allow yourself to recognize, you know what? I belong here. Yeah. Okay. More than just belonging, I'm wanted here. I love that. I'm wanted here. And and you have It's nice to feel wanted, isn't it? Nice to feel wanted. That's a good feeling. You know, we're talking about relationships today. We're gonna talk talking about love. And I just want to, even though we absolutely know the Holy Spirit here, let's just join together and thank him that it's his words that are gonna be spoken today. Holy Spirit, thank you for this amazing um just this amazing family from you, your family, Jesus. And I pray today, and I thank you that it's your Holy Spirit speaking today. Mm-hmm. Beyond us and our human words or our mouths, Holy Spirit, I believe that you are going to speak very specifically to every single person here because you know what they need and you know what they are longing for when it comes to relationships. And I really believe that you are our ultimate counselor and our ultimate wisdom, ultimate teacher. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I love it because then see the pressure's off us. It's all Holy Spirit now. (laughs) I love it. Okay. All right. So we do have some slides. Yes, we do. Those are really hard for me because it kind of makes me stay on track. (laughs) (laughs) I like to just wander around and we'll eventually get there. But let's take a look at our first slide this morning. And here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. How many are familiar with this? Yes. Okay. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, Heart. soul, mind, Mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That is Matthew 22. And then 1 Corinthians 13 says, love never fails. You take all of the laws and all of the prophets. you, You sum it all up. And this is it. 
Love God, love others. Well, I would imagine love's pretty important. What would be a descriptive word of the very nature of God? God is love. What we love, we value. And what we value, we love. I like to make that kind of interchangeable. You know, value the Lord your God with all that you have. Value your neighbor. Value others. When I, when, when I love someone, it's always verb. It's always action. It's always a choice. I'm moving towards you, not pulling away from you. God loves me. What one are we so familiar with? John 3.16, for God so valued, so loved me, so pursued me, he came to where I was. Yes. He loved me. Yeah. So today we're going to take a look at this word love in a different way because I feel it kind of gets lost in, in how I love my dog, my ice cream, what my pizza. What the world you know? needs now <laughs> is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. Don't you love there you it? Go. Everyone knows all we need is love. It does. You don't even need to know Jesus to know that because you're born as a human being with a heart that knows that we just need love. When it all comes down to it, it's love that is powerful that's mm-hmm. going to keep us together. Mm-hmm. And so when it, when we take a look at love, remember you have a love story, mm-hmm. and that love story is a redemptive story. There's a redemptive love where God came and He loved me and yes. redeemed my life. Yes. We can say, uh, then we have love, you know, within our relationships. Uh, sometimes I've heard, and it's not very pleasant. Not from you. Oh, I was like, wow. No. Okay. No, no, not from you, if baby. If we need to talk, baby. No, I'm no, open. we're good. <laughs> but, it, and uh, it, it's this notion where, you know, I love you, but I really don't like you right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't yeah. that right? Boy, doesn't that love just land? Oh, yeah, I feel so loved you right know? now. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, that, that makes me really feel good. But uh, there is always, within relationships, mm-hmm. we experience conflict, we experience hurt, and we experience disappointments. Mm-hmm. And it's through this that I want to begin to find that love never fails. Right. You never lose when you love. Right. And love is very powerful. When you hear that love never fails, think about it. A hundred percent chance of success when there's love. When you love, you don't lose love. Never, never, never fails. Like really, if you let yourself really go there, it's like, what if I love unconditionally? If I love my enemies, if I love those who don't even love me, if I just choose love in every condition, in every circumstance, It'll never fail. That is powerful. And love is practical. And I think if I could, if we could put those two words, powerful and practical, together, I think that's where we want to go today of how can love be powerful in our lives when we're loving others and how can it be practical? We're going to get really, really practical Mm -hmm. on how you can love others because we can talk about loving, but how many want to get good? at loving others. Like there's a skill to be had and to be developed that is intriguing to me because I want to spend my life getting, if I want to get good at something, I think I want to get good 
at loving people because I think that's where it all comes down to anyway. And I want to love the Lord like my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I want to love well. Mm-hmm. But isn't it encouraging to know that you aren't just born with this, with this, that you can actually develop a skill just like you learn how to play tennis? We can learn how to love. Are you open to learning a new skill today? Yeah. And that's my question to you because if you're open to learning new skills and new levels of how to love others, this is a good day. Mm-hmm. Because the universal emotion that we all experience, I wish it were love, but it's actually pain. Everyone has experienced hurt. Mm -hmm. Everyone has uh, felt a disappointment. Everyone has experienced some conflict or resistance from others. And so we're all experiencing pain. But what I want to do is I want to be able to empathize with you in your pain and make a way out for you. You see, what I want to do is I want to more accurately love you. And so what I want is I want to find new patterns of relating with you wouldn't that be great you know that I, I don't need to be afraid of you yeah you know I don't need to or be afraid of your pain or be afraid of your pain or to move away from it. it's like no no I have an ability yes. to respond to you where you hurt this is real this is so much fun it really is it really you is. can tell we're pretty pumped <laughs> Because I want to find a new and better way to love. Yes. Rather than just it being a thought or a concept, I want to be able to connect. Because when we do, then people really do sense, oh, I do belong. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am desired. I am wanted here. You see, all of a sudden, now we really we're able to nurture the family and people are attracted Why? Because you bring value to others. When they walk in, when they enter, when they encounter you, you see, they're engaged with your love and value for them. So let's just talk about a brand new word that we have been into the last few Mm -hmm. months. And it's this word right here, respondability. Because we're all about taking responsibility so that we're not waiting for other people to change around us. We're not waiting for those prayers to be answered so that person will change so that I can be happier. How many have done that for a while? If they would just do this and this and this, then I could have a better life. Do you understand who I'm living with, some of you want to say? Do you know how hard it is to have righteousness, peace, and joy in the kingdom when you're living with that and those dirty looks and those moods and everything else? How am I supposed to keep my color? My color is love, joy, and peace, and I have it when I'm all by myself and I'm all with Jesus. It's good. But then I walk into the room and I get that, and it's like, ugh, she stole my color. I had a good color going on. You know, we had a good atmosphere going on, and you... Like a good soup, and you put that in the soup and stirred it up, and now it's hard. Do you know what it's like living with that? How am I supposed to love in this? Wow, we want to, this is what, you see, if you can develop a skill to live in your righteousness, peace, and joy in the kingdom, no matter what you're encountering, that is profound. That's where you're feeling the excitement here. Let's go there. Let's develop this. Let's level up when it comes to our ability to respond when stuff happens. It's my famous line. There are situations and situations. And situations happen. 
Situations happen. Let's just say it. That's another word I made up. We, we got a lot of words. Yeah, I make up so many words. But we, we, we got to know how to respond in every situation. That should be in the Bible. That is in the Bible. <laughs> we need to respond in every situation. Okay. So let's get some definition. Let's go to the next slide. So we make up words and then we define them. <laughs> this is a problem with with our society and government yeah. right now. Yeah. People are just redefining words. Yeah, so but let's do it ourselves. Why, why redefine them when you can just make them up? Yeah, let's just. So. <laughs> because responsibility is the ability to respond. Taking personal responsibility is. is the ability to respond. So we just kind of took go. that word and just went with it. Here we go. Our but, definition, respondability. Okay, responsibility, we got that, but I have respondability the ability to respond from a place of security and grace having the necessary power of choice to exhibit and demonstrate love i have respond ability i have the ability to respond mm -hmm. if i have a responsibility then there is a grace for my respondability. I think a lot of times you feel as though, you know, well, I don't know if I've got, no, no. If you've got the responsibility, then there is a grace for you to respond in love, mm -hmm. always. Maybe turn to your neighbor and say, I'm developing this skill. Say it one thing at a time. Say, I'm, look at somebody in the eye. I'm developing this skill to respond in love. No matter what the situation. You can say that however you want. Situation. <laughs> you, I give you freedom to say that word situation whenever, whichever pronunciation you like. Yes. All right, let's go to the next slide and let's get going on learning this. We've got, we got a little bit of time to learn a lot of stuff and develop this skill. So how many have ever felt hurt or frustrated? Yes. Have you been offended? Yes. I mean, yes. come on. You've been offended in the last week. I mean, it happens. And so disappointments happen, frustrations, offenses. That's not going to go away. So why don't we learn how to be great no matter what happens? And so um, really this is just pretty straightforward, but go ahead. Well, what it is is that I can either choose to be re respond in love, my respondability, or what we tend to experience are people's reactions. Yeah. You know, that knee-jerk reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wait a minute, I'm going to take responsibility for my respondability. Okay, no longer am I just going to be reactionary to what's happening to the, in the world around me. Mm -hmm. But rather, I am light. Mm -hmm. I, am, I, I bring peace. Where I go, the atmosphere changes. Yes. You see, where I go, I can bring calm. You know, where I go, I can bring that confidence, that assurance. You see, this is the respondability that I have. So then when I go into the world, I go into a dark place, I bring light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, the darkness doesn't scare me. Your emotions, your feelings, what you're going through, they don't inhibit me. Mm -hmm. It just allows me to move more towards you. Yeah with a simple solution, yes. with a resource, yes. you see, because I, I've got more than enough for you. 
And we are not minimizing what you're going through. No. We are not. This last week, I spoke with a very dear friend. She had just lost her mom, and there's terrible drama happening and all this kind of stuff. We're not minimizing, but it's always the same message because it's always love. And so how can I be the catalyst, the atmosphere? How can I bring love into this dark situation? And really, I love in Deuteronomy when, Jesus, when God makes it so clear, right at the beginning, it says, choose this day, life or death. And really, it gets down to that. You make that decision. Probably, they say you make about 35,000 conscious decisions a day, but you're choosing life or death all the time in how you're thinking. Always. And so basically, this is life or death. So when someone says something that, that I don't agree with, it's not right in my opinion, or whatever that is, um, to defend, we do it without even knowing we do it. We go, we, we immediately, instead of listening, you know, Bob, I just re- realized I did it the other day. Mm. With you. So I just want to give an example. And I didn't do it, but I didn't have time to, but I was about to, but then someone interrupted me. It was awesome that I didn't. You know what I mean? But so I, I went, missed the whole thing. Yes. You didn't even get my defense. It was awesome because then I went and, and went to, and I went to the bathroom. You know when you think when you go to the bathroom? Because you're like, wow, I just got saved from being defensive. So what happened was we had had a meeting on Thursday afternoon. With, remember that one? And yeah. you said, okay, so then you said... Um, after you said something, well, I didn't enjoy that very much because it was too much about this and this and this. You know, you had said that word to me, and I was about to just go, well, you know why I enjoyed it? And I was going to go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I didn't. I, do you see what happened there? Because I thought his was a little bit negative, so I was going to just pounce him with some positivity. <laughs> do you see what happens? And I walked away This would be a good conversation to have before we get on platform. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of questioning your responsibility right now. <laughs> I wanted, to, but see, I didn't know I was defensive until you noticed right. that, wait, I do this. I want to tell them what I think about this. You see, someone shares their feelings, shares their thoughts, even something deep and important to them that needs a conversation. But if you just pounce in with you, what you think about the situation, that's defensiveness. That's, that's when, not moving towards you and listening. That's, sure. I'm just trying to give no, an no, example no, I, for no, listening. I, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I don't mind. We're good. Yeah. But, <laughs> but let's use our little illustration here. When you don't listen, mm-hmm. see, most quarrels, fights, you know, within marriages, within the home, are simply because you have a sense or a feeling as though you're not being heard. When you feel as though you're not being heard, you're feeling a little threatened. Therefore, I need to say it another way. I need to say it a little louder. Oh, you didn't hear me the first time? Well, you'll hear me this time. And all of a sudden, you begin to defend and explain, and you go back and forth. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm feeling threatened. I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling heard. Mm -hmm. So this is us being reactionary with one another. But... If I am secure, everyone say secure. Secure. If I'm secure, then I can listen. Yes. If I'm secure, then I can create space. I can create mercy for you. I'm not saying I was right. Right. I just had an opinion. Yeah. And I wanted to share, and I just wanted someone to hear. Yes. And so what we don't want to do is become so defensive or right in the, the positivity thing. Nope, this is how you should feel. Do you know that we... Has ins- anyone ever been this way? Or is it just us? Do you know okay. that you can feel a certain way and someone wants to actually debunk your feelings and go, no, you don't? 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, w- w- I'm so confused right now. Like, I thought I did feel that way. Nope, you don't. That's wrong. You shouldn't feel like that. We do that to each other. Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. It's like we just start to connect heart to heart, and then someone goes, oh, no, no, you don't. That doesn't make any sense that you feel that way. Well, it might not make sense, but it sure is real. And so if, you know, for that situation that was was last week, if I move towards you and listen and go, tell me more, Bob. Thank you. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. (laughs) Instead of coming in with my approach, tell me more. Like, I want to hear your heart about this. I want to bring mercy. Thank you. I can learn. I'm developing this skill of dependability. Dependability, sure. I could do that too. But (laughs) respondability, deservability, all the abilities. But I, I don't want to, I want to, do you, do you, I wanted you to see an example of moving towards someone, even though you're thinking something else. Do you find, can you, what we're, so we can move on. Have you ever found yourself being defensive, being reactionary and feeling as though you need to defend your position, okay, or explain how right you are? Okay. okay. When you're secure, you're able to lay down your right to be right. For the sake of the relationship, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't have to demand my rightness, even when I am right, which I usually am. And I don't have to bring my... I'm not done yet. Okay. My my back was still to you. (laughs) See, our relationship weekends are real, people. All right, now... All right, here's what I want you to recognize. Yeah. I don't know of anyone more right than God himself. And he laid down his right to be right for the sake of the relationship. Yep. He says, I see value in you. I know who you are. I love you. And I'm going to make a way for you. He is so secure. Mm-hmm. I love that. He knows who he is. He's love. We didn't want him. We weren't looking for him. He says, that's okay. I'm still here. Isn't that beautiful? So he didn't have to defend. He just is. He didn't have to impose his positivity on us until we ask. Right? I like to impose that positivity. Let's go to the next one. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, one more okay. thing. Yes. I just want to do the blame thing just for one second. Okay. Because what I also find that I've done, I'm just telling you where I'm making where I need to continue to learn this, where I'm developing those level up skills, is that I tend to blame, especially Bob or maybe people it's usually all of this is usually about the people closest to you, just to let you know. It's your kids, it's your mom, it's your dad, it's all the people that you're doing life with on a regular basis. But I tend to blame Bob for my feelings. And it sounds like this. You make me feel so guilty. I've heard that one. Yeah. When you talk to me like that, it just, and I do it in a nice way. You, when I say, when you talk to me, Bob, like that, it just makes me feel so guilty. And then he's just so firm, direct. And he goes, well, that's your problem. And I'm like. <laughs> and the first time he did that, I was like, how? I'm so sweet. Like, how can you talk to me in such ways? But you make me, when you talk to me like that, it makes me feel so guilty. But then I started hearing you, and I went, wait. wait this, 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 this didn't happen just last week, no, just no, so no, that you no, know. No, yeah. Okay? This, this one happened a long, long, yeah, long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. one's been resolved. But it's a good thing. It might g- feel like it happened yesterday. Because we're good at. 
But well, we're, we're good at communicating and bringing them up, but I want you to feel the tension just that you can relate to this because yes. I'm sure you have told someone, you're making me feel hurt. You're making me feel this. You're making me feel that. You're making me feel insecure. Whatever it is, we've done this, and it's called blaming, and it's reactionary. So when you, I finally started to learn that, wait a minute, I actually do get to develop my color and develop my security to the point where no matter how you speak or what tone you use or whatever else, I just am not interested in feeling guilty because that's, that, that's an opposition to who Jesus says I am. And if I have a clear conscience, conscience I, and then all of a sudden, his, what he used to do with certain words that would make me feel guilty, I don't even notice them anymore. They just must bounce off something because I don't feel them anymore and I don't feel guilty anymore. To the point where my brother recently talked to me and, he, like, my mom, I'm, are you recording this? Let, let, let me okay. just say. <laughs> Some people are good at what making people What she's talking about guilty. comes in so <laughs> many layers. And I think all of you are, like, trying to figure this, this whole thing out. Like, and it's just like, no, no, there are so many layers to it because I've had to change. Yeah, and I've okay. had to change. That's all. And we're taking personal respondability. Yes. Some people are good at making other people feel guilty. And they are like, they put people on guilt trips and they're professional guilt trippers. They're professional guilt trippers. They have this way and the tone and the words. Okay, you guys. Are you, anyone here, put up your hand if you're sick of being on guilt trips. It's not a fun holiday. It's not a fun trip. And so imagine it, loving that person but not receiving that guilt. That's leveling up on loving that person because I love that person, but I don't feel guilty. It's awesome. I'm not going to blame anyone for their guilt trip. I get to choose that I'm not interested in them. Good. Okay, good. I'm okay with that. Okay, good. Okay. Am I oh, we went to the next one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just take a flip back real quick. There we go. Thank you very much. Uh, I can attack, okay, and uh, or I can be able to begin to move towards, okay? I'm not threatened any longer. I don't want to shut down, but rather I want to be able to bring mercy, okay? Uh, I don't want to blame, but I do want to care. Yes. Uh, I like kind people. Anyone like kind people? Yeah. I really do. I, I think it's attractive. You're a kind person, Bob. I want to be. You are. Thank you, okay? But you know he's a what? Good does, man, and he's a good time. So, that's my thing. So, what would kindness look like? <laughs> kindness offers others a strength while not reminding them of their weakness. Wow, See, that's I'll, so good, Bob. Wouldn't that be amazing? That you're you 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 are secure. Hear that word again. Mm -hmm. I'm secure, so then I can be extremely kind. I can bring strength. I can bring ability to you while never reminding you of your weakness. Oh, that's, that's just plain old being kind to one another. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Okay, respondability. My identity, it's everything. My respondability isn't necessarily just what I do, but it has to do far more with who I am. And that goes back to my earlier illustration. I don't allow others or the situation to define me. I spent too much of my life living that way, trying to be what I would want others or what I perceived or thought others wanted me to be, kind of that chameleon lifestyle. So I should be a little more like this or I need to be here a little more like that. There were 
uh, uh, people in my life, you know, that I wanted to model or be more like. And, and it was just like, but wow, who am I? Well, I want you to know that you and those that are sitting around you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are so unique from one another and an absolute gift to this world. And there is no one like you. You've all, you all know that. But then we're all trying to, quote, not stand out. We're trying to, you know, hide or we're trying to uh, not be found or discovered or we want to, you know, uh, kind of melt into it. And it's just like, wait, I need your uniqueness and your beauty and your gift. I want you to know what kind of a gift you really, really are. So here, when I begin to find my ability to respond in a healthy, loving way, I must be a satisfied one. Plain and simple. Because the opposite of being satisfied is being selfish. When I'm selfish, I'm not satisfied. When I'm selfish, I recognize that I have a deficiency or I have a need or I have scarcity in my life and I'm looking for that somewhere else. I'm looking for it in the world out here. I'm looking for it in the relationship there. I'm looking for it from my pastor here. I'm looking for it, you see, all of a sudden it's, I'm, I have this deficiency or this void in me and I become selfish so that in my relationships, now I become a taker rather than a giver. I become a user rather than a servant. So being satisfied is huge. And the Samaritan woman, Jesus met, and he says, out of your innermost being shall flow what? Rivers of living water. She'd been married five times, living with a man that was not her husband, and Jesus shows up and he says, I can satisfy you. You know, the, the good news today as we're together is that I can live satisfied when I know Jesus as my source. When he is my everything, now I have this living water. I've, I'm satisfied and in being satisfied, I have an abundance for you. The next one is, I'm secure. Right. And for this one, I would love to give you an equation. I love equations because they're so straightforward. Because this is what it is. Have any of you ever been accused of being oversensitive? You don't have to put up your hand. Okay. Let's all do it. Let's all do it. We, okay. Some people say. Wait, 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 wait. I, I'm waiting for one hand to go up. There we go. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he, he is one yes. of the most sensitive people yeah. you will ever meet. No, we, we were talking in a, about in how we In an extremely healthy way. way. Yes, exactly. So let's talk about sensitivity for a minute, okay? I, you know, you're so sensitive. Oh, my gosh. And then I say to myself and I criticize myself, Audrey, you could keep your soup or your color better if you just weren't so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive to that look or that tone. Like, stop being so sensitive. Have you ever told yourself that? I thought I could be better at responding if I was less sensitive. 
And then I had a revelation because I asked Jesus. Because I ask him, whenever I need something more or I want something more, if I want to be more satisfied, I say, Jesus, I, I'm willing and I want this. Teach me. Bring me to things that I can learn to be more satisfied. And so then I, I wanted to be more secure in this particular situation I was in recently. And so I said, Jesus, can you please help me to be less sensitive? And I, could, I always visualize Jesus actually with me. I don't just throw my prayers into the air. I saw him sitting on the stool in the kitchen. I remember exactly, could you teach me? Because this is really hard, Jesus. And um, he just looked at me like, as if, like Audrey. Like, that is one of the most beautiful gifts you have. It is amazing that you're sensitive because it's like when it comes to nerves, you know, when they're sticking out, you can feel, you can feel people, you can feel love, you can feel people's hearts, you can look in someone's eyes and love them. Your sensitivity is beautiful. I went, oh, okay, well then I need some help with something else because I, okay. Help, help me, help me, help me. Jesus, 20 million times over, help me, help me, help me. You know when you're in a situation with somebody and you're feeling really oversensitive? So I said, well, then I need some help with something else. And then he, in my heart, began to develop this amazing equation because I realized since that that every single human being is sensitive. There are no exceptions. You are sensitive. It might not be in the same place as your neighbor is sensitive, but you're sensitive in something. You are sensitive. We all have nerves. We all have sensitivities. So just, let's just even just announce it. I am sensitive. And I love that. Sensitivity. It makes I, me a person. I want to jump in on I'm this I'm not one. a robot. Because what we tend to do is. Robots don't have nerves. <laughs> robots. <laughs> Setting ourselves up. I, I know. I'm, I'm not I know. AI. Stop. I'm real. We're running out of time. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> but I do want to come in on this, on this sensitivity. Because recognize that it's a gift. When we run into trouble with couples, you know, that we counsel and help in marriages, the challenge is, is when they're not sensitive. Because what has happened is they have numbed themselves and they have become indifferent. Meaning this, they have just really, res it's resulted then in a hardness of heart. So we're born to be sensitive. In fact, we need to be more aware of mm -hmm. what is going on, mm -hmm. not only just in my own uh, physical body, but with my mental health, with yeah. my community, with those yes. that are around me. I want to be sensitive. Yes. Audrey and I, where do we connect in our sensitivity? This is where our intimacy happens. Is I'm sensitive, okay? he's so sensitive. So this, this is what we want to be, Yes. is that we want to be sensitive. We want to be able to feel. This is what God did with me. He says, I'm going to come to where you are. He says, because I want to feel everything that you felt. He says, I want to familiarize myself with your pain. Isn't that beautiful? You see, that's extravagant love. Mm -hmm. And he says, and I'm going to make a way out for you. So in my sensitivity, and this is the equation that we're getting to, it can either work for me or against me. Exactly. The sensitivity is not right or wrong, not good or bad, but it is real. We are sensitive because mm -hmm. we are people, period. So this is the equation I was getting to. Sensitivity plus insecurity equals disaster. Every single time. time. 
I'm sensitive no matter what. I'm not changing that part of the equation. I, I am a person. I'm sensitive. So when I'm insecure, that's when the disaster happens. So now my prayer is not, Jesus, will you please help me to stop being so sensitive? Now I'm saying, Jesus, will you help me to develop security in you every single day to the point where you are the only one that's allowed to tell me who I am. You are the only one that gets to impact my heart and tell me who I am to you and everything that you love about me. That's the voice I'm listening to. That's the voice I'm choosing. We're listening to voices all day. I choose that one. I'm interested in how he feels about me. Yeah. So let's do the other one. Sensitivity plus security mm -hmm. equals the dream. Wow. Let's just find and ask God. Even if right now you're in, wherever you are in your situation, just say, in, in your heart, you don't have to say it out loud, but just say, Jesus, I want that. Mm -hmm. I want to develop my security in you to the point where there's a shield around me. You are my sword and my shield. You are my everything, Jesus, and you are my security. Therefore, I get to be sensitive because I'm so secure. Mm -hmm. When I'm secure, because I think you're all kind of feeling that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. But again, it's not with what's going on out here. Right. This is the choice that I have because our emotions, you've heard with one another, you know, well, you're just being emotional, you know, you're making a mountain out of a mohill. And, and what you're trying to do is minimize their experience. Okay, that's not very loving. Okay, so what, what you want to recognize is that emotions and the feelings that we have, they're very, very real. Everyone say real. real. They're real but they're not always in alignment. So what I want to do then, this is my choice, is I want to choose to bring my sensitivity into an agreement with what my father says about me to be true. See, in, in my security, what I'm developing is an empathetic point of view for you. I'm not making it about me. A lot of times in a relationship and in a marriage or in your parenting, you feel as though, boy, they're just attacking me. No, you're taking the situation and their hurt and their pain and you're making it all about you. But when I'm secure, I can be empathetic with you in your hurt and I want to be there with you because we're going to go out together. You're not a problem, you're my gift. You see, this is changing it because all of a sudden, when I choose, everyone say, I have a choice. When I choose to bring my life into alignment with God's view and opinion, all of a sudden, I've got security. I've got courage. I've got confidence. I've got hope. And I have capacity to be empathetic for others. I can hold this with you. There's a strength that I have. You see, mm -hmm. I have now then begin, I have now begun to develop my responsibility. Yes. You see, I have a responsibility in these relationships, mm -hmm. but now I'm taking personal responsibility for my responsibility. Yeah. Are you all with me? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. Because it doesn't matter what other people do. I'm responsible for me. Yes. Okay. Next slide. And let's just do the next slide and we'll go through this fast. There's reward. Don't we all? I love rewards. There's rewards within the responsibility. 
Go ahead, Bob. When you have the ability to respond in a healthy manner, it, it increases your likability. You want people to like you? Well, just develop your respondability. <laughs> Secondly, it, it increases your resilience. And I want to talk about this one because what we well, have... I wanted to talk okay. about Oh, that. absolutely. But I'm you sorry. can first. Oh, I was just going to say... When I think of resilience, I think of how powerful we are to choose. Mm -hmm. Because you know you will be put into situations, but no matter where you go, there you are. So if you've developed this security, then when something shocking or something unexpected happens or you're in a situation where you're feeling attacked, you are already ready to move towards, to not be scared of that person's pain. You know, you're ready to have not have buttons and triggers no matter what's happening. That's all I want yeah. to say. I love the feeling, that empowered feeling that yes. I have a choice and I'm not waiting for everyone to change. Mm. Resilience. Yes. When you think of that word, what do you think of? Flexibilities, bouncing back, yeah, that kind Strength, of thing. Yeah. Strength, excellent. Okay. There was a toy <laughs> back in the 70s called Stretch Armstrong. There you go. Come on, people. Come on. How many know Stretch? There you go. For all the younger ones, Google it. <laughs> Google knows everything. But there was this toy of this, you know, you know, wrestler, but Stretch Armstrong, and you could just take him and stretch him out, and he was what? Resilient. He'd come right back. Okay? When I increase my respondability, I become resilient. You see, people are going to pull on you. People are going to hurt you. They will disappoint you. They'll rub you the wrong way. They'll stretch you as far as you can go. But when you have a healthy identity, when your dignity and worth is intact, when you are responding in love, love never fails and you'll come right back. As a child, I just wanted to look on the inside of old Flex Armstrong. I wanted to know what was on the inside of this thing that would bring him back. Isn't that right? People should be so intrigued at your life. No matter how I kick him, no matter how I pull at him, he just keeps loving. He keeps coming back. You see, the, the peace of God, it's not just that tranquil feeling, but the peace of God is the presence of the Prince of Peace. People should be so intrigued at us saying, what is it that sets you apart? Well, I've got a king on the inside. Therefore, I am royalty. I am so secure. I am so confident. I am so loved. I never lose when I'm loving you. Freedom, I mean freedom is freedom. I you know what freedom it. is. Freedom is the best. Yeah, Peace, freedom. love, rock and roll, freedom. <laughs> I, I will tell this story. I, uh, I don't know. I, I will, I'll tell you, I have so many I'd love to tell you, but the other day, I, the other day, the other year, a couple year, year or two ago, I was uh, listening to my AirPods in the desert, and there's a desert right near us, like, so I go deep in the desert, and I go on walks, and I have my AirPods on, and I'm worshiping, or else I'm listening to 70s music, whatever my day is. And so I'm in the desert, and um, I saw a cloud that looked particularly amazing, and so I wanted to back up off the path and just really get, you know, a really, not that the 
picture can ever capture the beauty of that moment, ever. But I just wanted to try. So I stand there for a long time, and I'm not good at photos. Bob's an amazing photographer. I was trying to do something special with my filters. And so I stand there a long time, and I was listening. It was Easter time, and I was listening to second chapter of Acts, um, saying, hear the bells ringing. I don't know why I was singing that song, but they're singing. And I was listening to that song while I was taking this picture, and I was hearing this extra percussion, this little tambourine, and I was like, Wow, I don't remember that tambourine there before. But I just thought, oh, well. And all of a sudden it started hitting me. That tambourine isn't even in beat. This is really weird. I'm standing there for a long time. And I looked down, and there was a coiled up rattlesnake this far away from my bare leg. Like this far, coiled up and with his head up looking at me. And I went, wow. And so I, they say not to run away from snakes. Like as if. Like, <laughs> you know, you want to talk about responsibility? I reacted. Because I'm a human being, I reacted, and I started running. I did four things at one time. I ran as fast as I could, screamed. I was actually laughing. Like, I was like, that is hilarious. And then I was peeing my pants. All four things at one time, all there, in one, in one split second. Because... Because it was a primal instinct, I guess. Like, I guess I just dropped it. It was like, whoa. <laughs> it was a life or death situation. <laughs> so anyway, I'm running, laughing and screaming with like a toddler with pee down my yoga pants. And I was running around, <laughs> running away from the snake going, wow. But I, I asked Jesus, every time something happens, I go, Jesus, like, Am I being so ridiculous being in that desert by myself all the time? Like, if, I, if, if I'm not being wise, I need to know. Because I'm not very scared, but I also want to be wise. And he says, and he gave me, because I was ready to self-deprecate, you know. Like, was I stupid? And Jesus goes, no. He goes, you shall trample on snakes and scorpions. He was there for so long, and he couldn't get past your barrier. Like, you've got that atmosphere you've been developing with me, Audrey. It's real. He literally wouldn't have been able to cut through the atmosphere. You were worshiping me, and that snake can't get you. And I love that story because every one of us has been bitten by a snake and gotten an offense, right? Like, you know when you get those two little snake bites and somebody just did something the wrong way? A snake bite never killed anybody. But it's the venom that goes in and starts flowing through your blood, working up all your intention, all your attention starts going towards that venom, and it's the poison that kills you, not the snake bite. So when people offend you, I just want to give you this word of encouragement, is that you don't have to let that poison in. The bite may happen. In fact, it will. But just let it be a little too prick bite, and then just get that healed, and you don't have to let the poison of bitterness, resentment start to continue through. You can be done with it in a second. The anti-venom of love is real. Yeah. Thanks for making it good and spiritual at the end there. I know, because it's just like, so what you all hear at church? Well, this lady, she told us about how she was in the desert, and she went around, she peed her pants, and, you know, it was really funny, and, you know, I, I, I thought I, I brought it down to such a, a conclusion, it was just so good, and they're walking away with this image. I'll try it again. Okay. All right. Did you? Was it so amazing? Yeah, it's it was a true. great story. Yeah, yeah. But you need the anti-venom. You need the love. What the world needs, needs now. now. 
Okay. When I demand what I want and I demand that I get it first, it robs me from co-creating with God. Okay? Sure. When I demand what I want and that I want to get it first, I miss the opportunity of co-creating with God. Wow, that's In my so responsibility, we get to create together. Yes, we do. I get to involve my life with this world. I'm willing to share my life with you. Psalm 37, and then we'll be all done. It says this. This is the Passion Translation, Psalm 37, 3 to 5. It says, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure. Feasting on his faithfulness. What a, what a picture. Feasting on the faithfulness of God. Verse 4, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. You want to increase your responsibility? Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. Isn't that good? You'll, you'll never be in lack. I'm a satisfied one. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he'll pull it off perfectly. I love it. He'll pull it off perfectly. <laughs> Isn't that good? Because in the midst, you want to take that control. You see, you want to be reactionary. But Lord, I'm confident. I'm sensitive and I'm secure. I want my dreams to come true. You'll pull it off perfectly.